0: DigitalMoney.com is really where you want to go to have a safe place to invest you have enough to worry about let us help you set it up and you'll be extremely happy with our service hey everybody thanks for staying with us into our guest segment here on the common sense show I always appreciate you being here and as you know we are the show that is freeing america one enslaved mind at a time my name is dave hodges i'm the host really glad to be with you we have so much work to do in the next well, little over a week uh, because I don't want to live in a country ruled by Kamala Harris and uh, Joe Biden and his friends. But we'll get to that in a minute. First, we've got to pay some bills. Um, listen, if you're not seeing the food problems that are coming our way that are already beginning to surface, you're really not paying attention. I mean that with all due respect, but you really need to take a look at your food supplies. Everybody says DHS, FEMA, six months minimum. Uh, Bob Griswold, our resident expert on survival, said, really, you should have two years in seeds. You know, those numbers are meaningless. you got to do what you got to do right now in the time you have left to do it. And I can't tell you how long you're going to have to do it. Uh, right now, we've got a deal. We're $100 off, four-week special, restaurant-quality, 25-year shelf life. And every time you order the four-week special, you get the $100 off. That is the cheapest way right now to accumulate quality food. And I recommend you start tomorrow. How do you get a hold of them? Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And also, too, ladies and gentlemen, I expect to be purged off YouTube. I haven't done anything wrong, but I'm voting for the wrong guy, and I support the wrong guy, and I'm a Christian, and I'm a conservative, and I believe in the Constitution. That makes me an enemy of the new state. So you really need, if you want to latch on to what we do, outside our radio broadcast, which we hopefully will still have. Listen, I know the owner of the networks, both of them, and they're not going to purge me. But I will tell you this, um, YouTube... We're in the process of replacing it with TV, thecommonsenshow.tv. It's growing. That's where you'll always find me. So that's where you should go, and that's what you should do. And uh, we've got Sheriff Richard Mack on, and he and I spent quite a time together on uh, Friday traveling to Kingman, Arizona, to deal with a community that's being, uh, well, shall we say, abused by their leaders, abused uh, for their civil liberties, Uh, Unnecessary lockdown procedures and a sheriff right now that's kind of saying two different things oh i support you until you show up to the county meeting where no one else is wearing masks but you the protesters have to or we will take you to jail and that's what his people told bridget langston and her friends and so we went up there to address them and talk to them about their rights and talk to them about organization and things they were facing and uh it was well received we uh, were in the kingdom of god church and it was awesome and the church was filled and the people were attentive and I wished every American would have the same level of concern. Richard, welcome to the show, and I'm sure you agree with me. It was good to see that many Americans uh, standing up for their rights in their country.
1: Well, it really was, and, and I'm very familiar with Kingman. I have been there lots of times, and it's, what, maybe a two and a half hour, three hour drive north of Phoenix? Yeah, yeah. Is that how long it was? Three hours, I think, or just under. But, um, it was longer for me than you because you lived <laughs> close to that side. But uh, yeah, we started out about one o'clock that day and got home at one o'clock in the morning. So
0: <laughs> it was quite the day. We had a
1: long day. <laughs> uh, we had a long day, but I was uh, really grateful to be with you. Uh, the first thing same here,
0: sure. Same is here.
1: I really want to. I really want to uh, give a shout out to uh, Pastor Bob Pete. Yes. Uh, and what was the name of the church again?
0: The Kingdom of God Church.
1: The kingdom of god church um was really a great facility uh it was packed uh there were maybe two or three seats that were uh empty and uh, i and i think somebody somebody was there but they had to leave early so the place was the place really was packed and i was impressed with uh the following that you've been able to amass and you've been uh hitting, hitting the airway um it, it was a lot of people just said they listened to you all the time, and um, uh, I was uh, I was impressed by how many fans you have in uh, Mojave County and Kingman. Uh, Kingman, uh, for for your audience that doesn't know where Kingman is, Kingman's the northwest part of Arizona, and is only about oh an hour, maybe an hour and twenty minutes, hour and a half uh, from Las Vegas. And uh, my my family and I have traveled that route uh, numerous times because uh, we've always uh, had family between Arizona and Utah, so we've gone that route just to to stay on I-15, which is uh, the better roads Then, you know, you go the shorter way up through Highway 89, north of Flagstaff, but uh, I actually prefer staying on I-15 as much as possible, but... I, I'm telling you, it was a great church. Pastor Balky was extremely uh, congenial, generous uh, with his facility and uh, inviting all his parishioners to come here, you and me. And uh, I tell you what, I was really impressed with uh, the one-two punch that I felt that you and I gave. <laughs> yes. I thought it was a great teamwork. I thought it was a great message. And maybe we ought to just take that on the road more often.
0: I think we should, and, and, and I really enjoyed the time we spent together. And and um, I, I, one of the things, I'm just going to say this, and we're going to get to this in our last part of this segment, but um, you're doing some of the most important work, and I don't think people are going to realize it unless we lo- lose the election, about how important your work is. I, I, it's important no matter who wins, but if we lose this election to the Democrats the work you're doing may be the very most important work in the country and and i'm going to make it my mission to promote it as much as i can and i have to tell you a lot of people were just thrilled bridget langston one of the organizers of the event and who's leading the recall effort against their criminal mayor uh, she was just overwhelming with praise towards you Um, she's known me for a little while now we've been talking quite a bit but she said wow he's, he's even better in person than he is you know, uh, uh, you know, when we hear him out and about, you know, in media. So, and I, a lot of people said that to me too. So it was really a good experience. And yeah, shout out to the people in the church that made us feel like we were one of them. And we are one of them. Richard, we are one of these people in Kingman. I could identify with everybody in there because they're worried about a big time project coming in and taking their property rights. They're worried about unnecessary yeah. lockdown procedures and the fact that they're county commissioners and the mayor of Kingman are taking care money from the state of Arizona to keep them locked down. Care money is a la- label for a term. The state's paying communities to keep people locked down.
1: Yeah, I think, I think so too. And uh, I, uh, I, I really would say this. Uh, Bridget, of course, is like-minded. I would really like to challenge anyone who disagrees with you and me who disagrees with the, the founding fathers, who disagrees with our Constitution. I would like to ask them to just come to one of our meetings for an hour. If they had been, I believe, if the most leftist liberal had been in the room and was sincere about discovering the truth or just or just sincere about listening and, and not not a political hack for the Democrat. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you could tell the truth to that type of person, and they're never going to they're never going to listen, and they're never going to take it to heart. But give me any person who who I don't care what walk of life they're from, if they're sincerely willing to listen and, and to research the truth, I don't believe that they could sit and listen to you and me for an hour and not come away changed uh, uh, and have a change of heart. Because the message that we give is uh, about equality and that we're all created equal and that we all possess the same right to achieve the American dream. And that government is not the solution to any of this, that we the people are the solution. And returning to those basic fundamental principles is the solution. And that the sheriff is the peaceful guardian and solution to what's going on, to the horrible chaos that exists in our country today. And uh, as you alluded to, I believe that it is going to be the only solution facing us as Americans if Biden wins this election. I agree. Uh, and, And that really scares me to death. Uh, and I, I, I pray every day that uh, that this isn't going to happen. But I also wonder: uh, is America worthy of that prayer being answered?
0: And we haven't. We I, I haven't. I really wonder
1: yeah. about that.
0: I agree. I, I have said this. I, I feel like. God has lifted his veil of protection over our nation. I don't think he has over individual Christians. He'll never forsake a Christian, a believer. But I do think he's taken his hand off our nation. That's, I do too. And I'm afraid for
1: Yeah, That's one of the reasons why I think uh, Biden's going to win. So,
0: I, gosh. I, I, I hate to see you say that, hear you say that but i can't argue with I know. you i can't argue with you i just um here's here's one way to measure it and i've talked about this a lot i have my own exit polling okay so i can tell you how the vote's going to really go and then we'll talk about how the vote's going to be manipulated but you, you look at a trump rally consistently and he's getting tens of thousands of people with waiting lines you look at, I watched Obama on YouTube the other day, and he was bullhorning to about five to ten people. <laughs> I mean, Trump gets tens of yeah. thousands, and, and Biden gets tens. That's my exit poll. That, that's, vo- that's, that's how the vote's going to be split. But did you see what uh, Pennsylvania did, Richard? Did you see that they're not even going to try to match signatures on the ballots?
1: and that's part of the reason in fact that's not part of the reason that's the main reason why I believe Trump is going to lose now don't I I want all of your people to understand I've donated to Trump's campaign I believe in Trump but I also believe he cannot win and you just alluded to it the reason why he can't is that the Democrats and the Socialists and these fanatic extremists on the left side who are some of the worst criminals in American history are willing to do anything. lie cheat, steal, murder, whatever they have to do to keep them out? And I don't believe that going to a rally is on their agenda. What they're doing is trying to get the ballots uh, stuffed to the extent, the the ballot boxes stuffed to the extent that uh, Trump cannot win. The The only way Trump wins is if he can have an investigation uh, prove it and and get something before the US Supreme Court and and show uh, the subterfuge that that got him defeated but uh, look at every look at every sign. first they're cheating on the ballots and there's already this is already happening there's already more ballots going on out in lots of different counties and jurisdictions. victims where the ballots going out are more than the registered voters. Yeah. That's already happening.
0: I got a stat on that from Judicial Watch and Tom Fitton. 352 counties out of our 3,100-plus counties have more registered voters than population. You're exactly right.
1: Yeah. And so the next one is, everyone in the press, except a few here and there, but 90% of the mainstream press it is against Trump and they're brainwashing, especially young voters. And the next one is they have had about 35 million people coming to America illegally, of which 80% will be voting for Trump. And if you, mean you voting back, for Biden? Uh, sorry, voting for Biden yeah, against okay. Trump. And if you look back, remember California just 30 years ago, 35 years ago, when Ronald Reagan was the governor mm-hmm. of California that's one of, what happened well what happened is about 15 to 20 million illegal aliens moved into California and 90% of them are registered to vote and 90% of those vote however the Democrats tell them that's what switched California from a Ronald Reagan state to a Nancy Diane Feinstein
0: WithDave. dot com. That's waterwithdave.com. dot Save eighty dollars for a short time. Okay.
1: And so that's another thing. All of these, all of these illegal uh, aliens from wherever they are are here to upset the uh, political apple cart, if you will. And they're mostly voting for Biden, and and they're completely controlled by the Democrats because the Democrats steal money from the American people and give it to these people who come here illegally. And Biden has promised them uh, Social Security, and he's promised them Medicare and health care, and free this and free that. And, of course, they're going to side with the Democrats. And, and, and it's an extortion game. It's a, it's a bribery game. Uh, and the Democrats knew exactly what they were doing along this line, and that's why they don't care about security on the border and that they want all these people coming in to vote. The whole goal by the Democrats, and I believe they're going to make it this time, is to have a complete monopoly on government in America.
0: by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347.
1: Senate, and I believe that they're going to maintain a huge majority in the House of Representatives. They're going to fix the court to where they'll have at least 11. Maybe they'll go to 13, but I think they'll be fine with 11. And they'll have the Supreme Court on their side. They're going to win the White House. And they are now going to completely monopolize Washington DC and instead of draining the swamp the swamp is going to increase exponentially and be impossible to uh, surmount because they're going to be able to get away with anything they're gonna pass anything they want the Supreme Court will endorse any of that that they want and there will be no check and balance except for the county sheriffs in this country who simply stand with their people and refuse to allow this monopoly of the democrats to take over their counties and and i believe if enough sheriffs do that which we need about a thousand to do so uh, i believe it will be still a a peaceful process of civil disobedience with sheriffs leading the way
0: maybe i've seen Too much waffling, and and I'll speak just for myself because I know you're in a different position than I am. I'm just speaking as a member of the media. I've followed what's going on in Mojave County, and here was a sheriff who originally said, I'm not going to obey these mandates and force them on the people. Now he is. And he's doing so unfairly, or at least his deputies did at that uh, uh, county commissioner's meeting. And he's taken right. care of money from the from the state, from what I've been told. Um, he needs to have a change of heart. And I'm afraid that there are too many sheriffs like that that will go with the side that's winning.
1: Well, and and they do have a tendency to do one thing, and that is to side with the one that's providing the money. And, and see, this is what I've assailed. Uh, since I was sheriff and so I got elected sheriff in 1988 I began the whole thing with not accepting Bill Clinton's uh, grants he wanted to put a hundred thousand new officers on the street and he was gonna offer uh, tax dollar money for the sheriffs and police departments across the country to add a hundred thousand uh, police officers well the, the the lie behind that is, he, the federal government supposedly, according to these grants, would, would pay for a year and a half, and then the local jurisdictions had to pay for the other half. We didn't have the money, even if we would have tried to go for that, but, but I said, no way. I said, I'm not taking his money. I'm not taking his the money that he steals from the American people. Uh, no jurisdiction has a right to take money from, let's just say we're talking about Arizona, obviously, we don't have the right to take money from Florida and Tennessee and New York and Connecticut or, or, or any place in the country. Hawaii, Alaska—they don't have any obligation to pay for our uh, police departments or our, our new police officers and deputies. So, no way. I said no. We shouldn't be taking those now. About about some of the sheriffs that that are still getting on board. The good news and the the big, huge good news with the Sheriff of Mojave County and many others across the country is that they are starting to catch on and they started to see the subterfuge, the evil and the tyranny of local governors and mayors across the country and they stood against it, regardless of the political repercussion. And the great thing about the Mojave County Sheriff is that he wants to meet with me and I've been trying to meet with him for about five years and so uh, that he has now made it known to one of our members uh, Steve to who is our media relations vice president mm-hmm. he's he's let him know that he does want to meet with me so uh, that's a huge step in the right direction and there's hundreds of other sheriffs across the country who who have said the same thing, and I've got to get busy traveling the country and going around meeting with these sheriffs uh, to get them on board uh, the constitutional train.
0: Yeah, I I hear what you're saying, and and, and you know what, I I think you need to treat this sheriff like a a busy signal, keep calling until he picks up the phone, and and then uh, try to convince him, because he could stop this. But, you know, there's another element to this, too, besides the sheriffs. These phony politicians. The mayor up in Kingman uh, sold herself as a conservative Republican, and I looked into her background, as did Bridget uh, Langston, and we found that she was a member of the Progressive Alliance. George, George Soros, yeah. Oh yeah. And the people of Kingman got faked out, and and I'm not criticizing them. That can happen to anybody, but they got faked out by her.
1: Yeah. Well, the governor pulled one over all of us,
0: too. Yeah, he says he's a Republican. Yeah. <laughs> I call him the Democrat yeah. in drag.
1: Yeah, he is, no question. And uh, I believed in him. Uh, you know, he, he, he was always mainstream. But to go so crazy on this coronavirus thing that he's threatened to put all of us in prison for for six months and, and a $2,600 fine. I know. Uh, that right there was complete lunacy on his part. And he showed his true colors, and then that's when the, the, even the sheriffs who have a good relationship with him said, no way, uh, you know, what is this guy? And, and uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb led the way on that, and Sheriff Mark Lamb three weeks ago spoke, uh, September 30th, a little over three weeks, uh, spoke at our um, CSPOA convention in Lynchburg, Virginia. He was an all-star. Uh, I can't wait to get that video out so all of you uh, can listen to that. And it will be out uh, the first week of December, maybe even the last week of, of November. And, and I'm telling you, it'll be a perfect time for everybody to get that video and share it with your sheriffs and share it with all your uh, political action groups and your Tea Party groups and your gun rights, group, the gun rights groups and uh, take this message nationwide. And, and I'm going to still say, uh, we've been extremely busy, uh, during the last four years, three and a half years, well, four years that Trump has been in there because Trump has still not reined in the EPA, the IRS, especially the IRS. Uh, And, uh, the sheriffs can still make these agencies, USDA, FDA, DEA, FBI, he can make all of the crimes that they commit across the country irrelevant. And just, he is he is the ultimate check and balance on these federal agents that come into his county and to our counties nationwide and, and think that they can do anything to the American people and terrorize the American people, abuse the American people, and, and spread the work of tyranny from Washington, D.C., wherever and however they want. And I'm telling you, I've already seen it. I've been a part of it. I've lived it. I've done it. And I know many other sheriffs who have and many other sheriffs who are getting ready to do the same thing. And I just hope that the good sheriffs that we had there in Virginia spread the word and get this seat moving across the country and that the ones that are up for election actually win re-election. And that's got me a little worried, too.
0: Yeah, has me worried, too. Um, before we go there to the voter fraud, what kind of tricks and shenanigans can the left Did pull... Did I lose your name? Oh, yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang Sorry, I muted myself. <laughs> Amateur mistake okay, here. Okay, there you go. Made by the veteran. Okay. I, um, I'm wondering to myself, as you were speaking about the sheriff being the force for protecting the people, what kind of tricks and shenanigans do you think the left have up their sleeve to negate the power of the sheriff?
1: Well, they're already trying it. And they've been trying it for about... Uh, 25 30 years Uh, you see politicians who are dirty do not want an independent powerful sheriff and so uh, Connecticut of course as you and I've discussed before Connecticut 20 years ago voted the office of sheriff out of existence there are no more sheriffs in Connecticut Massachusetts Pennsylvania Delaware Rhode Island and maybe a couple others here and there have dethroned the sheriff, have taken away his authority to investigate or actually literally be a law enforcement officer. Uh, they have relegated him to be being a warden over the county jail and a paper server, which is quite uh, ironic because most of those counties already have a paper server. It's called a constable. So they just want to make another constable out of the sheriff. And then the state police and the city police run the show regarding any police action, investigations, or arrests. So it's really hard for a Pennsylvania sheriff who wants to be a constitutional sheriff and interpose on behalf of the people when he can't tell any federal or state agent, if you come back to my county and do that, I'll arrest you. Because he would literally have to call somebody else to make the arrest. And so their movement is, is, is on its way. California is trying to make the sheriffs uh, appointed. There's a few jurisdictions who actually appoint the sheriff now. St. Charles, Missouri actually changed from an elected sheriff to appointed. And people might wonder, why is that a problem? Well, why that is a problem is because we the people are supposed to be in charge of selecting our representatives in all facets of government, including the chief law enforcement officer, the sheriff of your county. If he's appointed by a political board, then he will re- he will be responsible to them, not to we the people, to us. And it's what makes us a constitutional republic, that we the people decide that we are in charge and that the constitution is our guide parameters and rule book and so with the destruction of the office of sheriff and the power and autonomy of the sheriff being destroyed destroys our constitutional republic and it destroys your main line of defense uh, in your county
0: well that's um see you've just done a very good job of explaining why the sheriff's important because you could have a corrupt legislature a corrupt governor but if you have an elected sheriff who's independent he can still protect his people in this county can he
1: absolutely and i'm meaning even from excessive taxation and i really there's two things that we want from the cspoa and and i hope everybody listening will join us and become a member this is a citizen organization it works with your sheriff your pastor and you and we the people and if we get everybody on board then we can take this back we can I promise you we can but if we don't uh, you can't just leave it to your sheriff and expect him to do it all but if, if we get funded I'm going to spend that time and, and just start traveling uh, and I'm going to travel every week to to various sheriffs across the country and make sure that we're giving them the adequate tools and support to be a true constitutional sheriff for the people in their jurisdictions and a lot of this just goes back to my supreme court decision because the supreme court decision really is powerful uh in uh explaining how how we take america back and and it gives us the blueprint if not the equation for individual liberty right in the the mac prince uh supreme court case and i absolutely love that decision and I shared it, as you saw, uh, the people of Kingman really got into that part, especially where it says the Constitution protects us from our own best intentions. And you see, that just slaps the face right off the, the COVID-19 rules that all of these dictata- dictatorial mayors and governors uh, have been doing. And, and as you alluded to it,
0: Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges.
1: It, it's, it's now obvious why they've done this, because they're getting all the care money and, and all the other benefits uh, that come financially from Washington, D.C. for making up numbers on coronavirus deaths and coronavirus positive tests.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, but I'll
1: tell you what, we have a lot of work to do, Dave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately that work is not going to get completed before the election. But I also find some fault in our president, who I'm voting for, by the way. But, I mean,
1: yeah.
0: a long time ago, I'll just tell you this quick story, Sheriff. I don't think I ever told you this. I'm sitting around with uh, some prominent people that you know, and I'm not going to mention them here, but... I'm bemoaning, and this is uh, gosh, September of 2018, and I'm at the Gen Six conference with Steve Quell, and and uh, I'm at the Holiday Inn with three other men, and I'm bemoaning Open Forum Section 230. I said they're not fair for them to do this. We're five weeks out from the midterm, and they have to decide these big tech if they're a, a publisher or if they're Open Forum, and and so. One of the three men put one of the president's advisors on the phone with me specifically. And I thought it would be a thirty second, hey, how are you? Thanks for calling kind of conversation. But it wasn't. This guy was actually taking notes and I was on with him for twenty five minutes. And then the following Wednesday, this was a Saturday night, I'm back home now and I hear the president on Wednesday using some of the language I said and I thought oh, I can't sure. digitalmoney.com is really where you want to go to have a safe place to invest you have enough to worry about let us help you set it up and you'll be extremely happy with our service that it's attributable to me but this is the right step and then nothing crickets chirping we lose the house and losing the house paralyzed his presidency and i go after him for not taking care of big tech who are clearly breaking laws
1: yeah, I mean, there's definitely some things he didn't quite uh, get to uh, regarding his promise to drain the swamp, and and I and I'm going to give him credit for trying, but with with every turn he was met with the Russian criminal investigation and all these conspiratorial charges from the Democrats, and I mean, how do you handle somebody like Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi? When they obviously knowingly, wittingly, and everybody knows they're lying, just like, just like, why would Chris Wallace need to ask anybody? Like, he had, uh, chairman of the Republican Party, I can't remember her name, uh, uh, Mitt Romney's niece, uh, who's in charge of the Republican Party right now for the country as far as the chair. And he, and he asked her, uh, about what proof do you have that, that Joe Biden benefited from his son's foreign dealings. Everybody knows that that uh, Hunter Biden made millions and millions and millions off of his father's name. He Otherwise, he would not have ever been there. Those countries would have never been seeking out Hunter Biden. But Hunter Biden was selling his dad's influence. And if anybody in this country thinks that Joe Biden didn't know about it, and didn't know about his son making millions from China and Ukraine, then Joe Biden and those other people are the biggest idiots there ever was. Joe Biden said he never discussed that with his son? What a bald-faced lie. And then then Chris Wallace wants to act like, of course, there's a possibility that Biden didn't know. How ridiculous can you get? And and yet, uh, it's that type of of cover-up from the national media that's going to push Biden through, of course, along with all of the ill-gotten, uh, illegal voting. And so, you know, that's why I say, and, and believe me, Dave, I hope I'm taking you uh, to a big steak dinner. In Las Vegas, <laughs> after we're done, so
0: I can celebrate with you that Trump actually won. Yeah, I but know. We I just, <laughs> the sheriff and I, I have a standing bet, and, and sheriff, I made that bet reluctantly. I probably made it more from the heart than from the head, but but uh, yeah. I saw the interview you're talking about. It was it was on Chris Wallace uh, today, and, yeah. and that man, that man. Here here's how the media treats conservatives. He had asked this woman a question. And she'd start to answer, and halfway through, he'd cut her off and start putting in answers for her. Right. And I saw that repeatedly. He's the rudest person out there. Mike Wallace was a good journalist, his father. He's got to be rolling over yeah, in his was. grave as to what he produced. <laughs> yeah. now, I'm being serious. I yeah. liked Mike uh, Wallace as, as, a, as a young guy growing up. I liked his show yeah, biography. Yeah. It was educational. Um, but yeah. this, is, this Chris Wallace guy... I mean, this is why I say Fox News, except for a few people on the front, they're they're the controlled opposition. The entire media is against Trump and here we have a criminal running for president who's guilty of far worse things than Richard Nixon ever was and it'll never see justice. Just like Hillary Clinton if you and I got into national security emails and violated those protocols, it's a five year prison sentence for each violation for the 33,000 And she hasn't even been indicted.
1: As a matter of fact, when when Comey uh, finished the investigation on Hillary, he detailed every element of the crime, of all of the crimes she had committed, and he explained that all the elements of the crimes had been met, had been committed by Hillary Clinton, and then he announced "But nobody's going to prosecute her. That's not his decision. He's the investigator. He needed to turn it over to the attorney general uh, or to an attorney general of, the, of some of the states where this occurred and let them make that decision and, and put the pressure on them as to why you would not uh, actually prosecute. But yeah, what a joke. Uh, and you see, that's the thing. How is it that any of us could ever trust the FBI or the DEA or any of these other federal agencies who've been so criminal and uh, so backward and and so uh, anti-truth and anti-straight-laced uh, uh, law enforcement. They've been the, uh, the antithesis of everything that America was supposed to stand for. How could we ever trust them again? And they all need to be, I'm telling you, we've got to start over. We've got to abolish these bureaucracies and and these law enforcement agencies and get some people in there who are not raised up uh, from within the FBI, within the DEA, and start anew, and get rid of the superfluous, ridiculous departments of education, department of labor, department of uh, finance, uh, get rid of the IRS, get rid of the Federal Reserve, and get the autonomy and sovereignty back to our nation the way it belongs, and then we can go from there in starting uh, afresh with people we know and trust uh, to run these agencies that we actually do need. But we need very few of them if we actually follow the Constitution. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially the Tenth Amendment assertion, where it says all powers not delegated to the federal government belong to the states or to the people. If we would follow that, we would have a very small federal government.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, and so let me ask you a layman's question here on that. Knowing what I know now and playing armchair quarterback, which is not fair to the president, and I fully admit that. But if I knew what I knew then and I was the president coming in, I would have fired the head of every single federal agency and saying the people have mandated change. You've been part of the problem. I don't need to keep you. You're gone and bring in his own trusted people. And, and and he'd have been better off appointing people like you and me with no bureaucratic government experience than the traitors he's had. So if he brings in his own people at the top and then give them a mandate, start cleaning house now. Could he have done that? Well, Is, has, would that have been legal he, yeah, from, from your perspective? I thought
1: he was doing it. Well, yeah, I thought he was doing
0: it. Not when of you get course. Jeff Sessions and right. Bill Barr
1: yeah that was, yeah and and you see both of those were mistakes he needed to if, if you're going to drain the swamp you can't ask swamp dwellers to be in your cabinets and and uh meadows i would take him he i i really trust him i like him as chief of staff right now but man look how many he's gone through in just four years but the, the thing of it is He had David Clark, Sheriff Clark from Milwaukee, who's never been in Washington, D.C., who's a straight-laced top law enforcement officer. He had uh, at his disposal uh, Sheriff Arpaio. Uh, He could have put both of those guys in there to clean house, but especially Sheriff Clark. Uh, And maybe he didn't turn to Joe Arpaio because of his age. I don't know, but Sheriff Clark is young, vibrant, still raring to go, and he interviewed him to be a uh, director of Homeland Security. And and then he didn't get anything. He didn't even get deputy Homeland Security. And he got uh, kind of relegated to some uh, political action committee with, with a nice paying job, but it just kind of put him out of the way. And uh, so I don't understand what Trump was doing there because it did not uh, mesh and parallel what he promised with draining the swamp. Get the swamp dwellers the hell out of there and get people like uh, Ron Paul to be in charge of the Department of Treasury and and get uh, people like that. Rand Paul would have been another one to put in. But other people uh, across the country uh, who, uh, I mean, I I would have uh, gladly served. Uh, I even sent uh, after he won, I sent an email to Hope Hicks. And I know it went to her because uh, Sheriff Clark gave me her email and uh, he said just don't tell anybody I got you this email but he was very close with Hope did and I emailed her and said I am willing and ready to, to work for the president in any capacity and I said including uh, an ambassador to El Salvador or Guatemala where I lived a, a year in each country uh, growing up as a young, as a young man and uh, so I would have been happy to do that uh, and I wanted to back Trump, and I, I, want, I would have had his back. But he didn't put people in his cabinet who really anybody could trust. And and so I think that Barr has done a decent job in some respects, but he's too ingrained in the swamp, and, oh, and he has been for a long time. Um,
0: this is my big dig on 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 the current Attorney General, and I could say many things, but I'll just say one that says it all the Steele dossier has been proven to be what it is the plot has yeah. been proven to be what it is against the President before he was even elected and and so right. what went on was a felony series of felonies and yet our Attorney General says I'm not pr- pr- prosecuting Brennan and Brennan was the main force behind the Steele dossier Right. I don't need to say any yeah, more than that to show right. his ineffectiveness
1: yeah that's back that's to my point You've got to put people in there you know and trust. And, and to bring people up out of the FBI who have been raised in the FBI, you're acting like a, a, a bad tree is going to give off good fruit. Yeah. And you can't do it that way, and that's that's been a huge mistake uh, by President Trump. He wanted people who were experienced, but he also wanted to drain the swamp. You can't do both.
0: It, and, exactly, and he needed people, all new faces. That's why I made my point. You and myself... Yeah me with no qualifications but just maybe a desire to serve and preserve the Constitution I would have done better in any of those positions than the people he has
1: well and I bet you we could I bet we could figure that out very easily yeah. if we just started looking at conservatives across the country Sheriff Mark Lamb uh, would, yeah. would be a great help to the yes, president he would. in Washington D.C. you know and uh, attorneys Uh, from the Goldwater Institute would have been a great pick for uh, Attorney General.
0: You mean Clint Bullock? Uh, Scott Bullock. Scott Bullock, yes. yes. Scott Bullock, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I know Scott Bullock, and you're absolutely right. I have my property day because of him. So, um, And he stood up to the McCain forces that came against us. So, yeah, I I hear what you're saying. and, And I kept calling on Trump. I mean, Trump was saying as little as like two or three months ago, when someone left the Justice Department Oh, we finally got rid of that leftist. And I'm thinking, it took you three years to get rid of a pain in the butt? This is your DOJ, Mr. President. Yeah. I I couldn't believe it.
1: And and there's others. Uh, Pamela Bondi from uh, the Attorney General of the State of Florida.
0: Yep, I agree with that. She had
1: her speak at the National Convention, but she's never been working in D.C. Why didn't he pick her? You know? And, and, and I'm not even a, a huge fan of hers, but man, she's not part of the DC swamp, never has been. And, uh, she's a, a very, uh, capable, uh, attorney general of Florida. And, uh, you know, there's, there's other, I mean, there's other sheriffs, uh, that will a butt kicker, like that butt kicker sheriff, uh, Brady Judd in, uh, Florida. And uh, he he would have been fantastic uh, to be uh, on on a cabinet position. Yes. Get people with with some solid backbone and experience, but outside the swamp.
0: Uh, I I totally agree, Sheriff. I'd like to ask you a a a question um, and tell you about something I was told, and 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 I just I'm I'm really confused i got to be careful about the detail I give because this was inside information given to me by a very trusted source. But someone who um, was in a Zoom meeting with the governor of Ohio, and he was alleging that last Friday that there was going to be um, a temporary injunction ruled against the uh, big tech, and they had to reinstate all terminated accounts and so forth, and no more censorship until the court case was decided. Um, and then I, I thought, okay, that's interesting. But I heard a similar story out of Virginia, where both governors who want lockdowns and, and censorship were very concerned that they'd be unable to enforce the lockdowns because they would lose control of big tech and public opinion would rise up against them. And then here came, this is from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, that were supposed to rule on Friday. Two good sources and then Nothing. I'm baffled.
1: Yeah, um, I think that some of those uh, social media outlets have gotten so big and powerful that even uh, powerful politicians uh, are not able to to, uh, do anything about them. Uh, They're not able to reach them. They're not able to uh, surpass uh, the money, uh, the donations. Money, as you very well know, is power. Well, look at the billionaires that own Google and uh, Facebook and Twitter and a few of the others. Uh, these are billionaires that politicians uh, absolutely love because they love their money. And this whole system is so wrought with follow the money trap. And that's the scary thing also. Of, you know what? I might even say I would rather do it the way that Canada does it. You know, because you cannot run for office in America unless you're super wealthy. And, and that's, that's about 95% of all races, including Congress, uh, both houses, uh, and, and running for any national or local level. You, you, have to have, you have to be really wealthy, or you have to have people close to you who are. Uh, you know, I ran for Congress two and a half years ago uh, in Arizona. I thought it was a wide open race. And I thought it'd be a good time for somebody uh, like me, a, a conservative, uh, to get in there. And uh, I didn't even get two percent because I didn't even raise forty, maybe like I raised about forty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. And and to even do anything, I needed four hundred thousand. And so, you know what? And and I still get people saying, "Man, you, we really need you to run for office." You should be running for governor next time, and and get somebody in, in Ducey's office. And I said, you know what? I've run. I've run twice. I ran once for Congress in Texas, once in Arizona, and I ran as a libertarian, which you know, I know you're never going to win as a libertarian. I ran against Kyle back in 2002, and in, 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 for the U.S. Senate. And uh, even even though I got the most of any uh, libertarian candidate in the entire country at three point six percent or something with absolutely no money you know it, it still was a waste of time and I, I gave them my word that I've run but I've all I've said since then I'm not ever running as a token Canada ever again and the, when I ran in Texas when I ran in Arizona I had people who promised money and that would do the fundraising and uh, there was this group in Texas called go get out of our house and uh, they said they were they promised all this money and all their members and again, no money. I was running against an incumbent, Lamar Smith, uh, who, who, and this is the, still the, the most ridiculous thing. What we're talking about is Washington, D.C. is controlled by money. And these big uh, social media outlets are just the, the money sources for these politicians. And it's, it's just really sad. But Lamar Smith went in sort of wealthy. He was well off. And he came out a multi-millionaire with a home outside of the, what that postal zone where the president goes to Camp David. He owned a home near Camp David uh, off the Massachusetts coast. He owned another home in Texas, I think another one uh, elsewhere. He bought his children homes and he left uh, Congress uh, with about $10 million in the bank. Just like Obama and his wife now are multi-millionaires. Uh, they, they went into the White House well off and they leave, uh, you know, almost billionaires and, uh, you know, owning five homes all across the country. This system stinks and it stinks from the get go. And it, it was supposed to be the best system ever. But the, the whole, the whole thing bottom line of that game is this the founders created this constitutional republic. With the intention that it would be run by honest, religious people, and it is wholly inadequate for any other," John Adams said. And I think that's the big difference there, because Canada has a complete level playing field for everybody. You're you're guaranteed the same airtime, media time, and everybody gets the same amount. And and uh, man, that would you know I hate to craze a socialist country. But uh, that would be a lot better than ours, where the whole thing is how you can lie your way into it and and spend your way into it, and the only way you get money is by promising big tech and big business and big pharma something. So it's really sad that that's the truth, but it is. Well, you're right. Absolutely.
0: It's it's funny you'd mention this. Great minds think alike. I did a podcast yesterday. On this very topic, I said con- campaign contributions need to be made illegal. No corporate campaign contributions. Take a set amount of tax money divided equally among the parties, and not just the two major parties, but all legitimate uh, party candidates, and 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 then they get equal time. Um, yep. Yeah, this just drives me up the wall because we have government that's basically no more than a bunch of prostitutes. And in fact, I was actually looking into this lawsuit I'm in the against.
1: Same term political prostitutes
0: yeah that's, that's what they are term. but I'm there's actually a lawsuit that's brewing now on a goFundMe uh, this guy named uh, Voorhees I forget his first name sorry if he's listening but um, they they actually sent me notifications of stuff now I don't have a cause of action to sue uh, YouTube yet I, I could come <laughs> 31st from what I hear but but um, uh, they're gonna go after YouTube but you know and I talked about this on someone on the inside someone who represents me And I asked him about the lawsuit, and he said, it's a fool's errand. I said, why? He said, because Congress is all on the take from big tech, both Democrat and Republican. There's very few that aren't taking big tech money. You'll never see 230 change. You'll never see them let go of their censorship. This is the way it's always going to be.
1: Yeah. And and a a friend of mine, a very staunch uh, member of our CSPOA committee, uh, his name's Kirk Brown. Yes, he lives near uh, Dallas area, and he ran for sheriff there. And he's been on um, the election board there in, in Texas, and he's a poll watcher and a poll worker. And him and two or three other poll uh, watchers uh, filed suit against the election process in Texas because they saw so many, uh, uh, oh, I guess dishonest things going on at the polls so they filed suit and the courts have ruled at two different levels now that they didn't have standing they're not even addressing the concerns and the the one dissenting opinion said it doesn't matter if these people have uh standing what matters is the information they brought forward and that supersedes any other technicality where they don't have standing, he says they're poll watchers. Of course, they have standing. They can bring these up. and and uh, the courts here again judges siding with the illegal voting that happened in Texas.
0: Yeah, just like and, they're doing in so, Pe- in Pennsylvania. You're you're totally right. Yeah, and it's, and, it's, and it's going to
1: happen. And, and, well, and I wouldn't even be surprised if if Trump loses Texas because of it. And you would think that that would be one place where where Texas would be the solid thing for him. But look at how close uh, Ted Cruz came to losing last time to this liberal leftist idiot.
0: I saw that. Pedro uh, O'Rourke, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw and so
1: that. So if, if Trump does just a little bit worse than Ted Cruz did, uh, Trump could lose Texas. And And so, believe me, and I want everybody to understand this, work like heck these last 10 days uh to get Trump nine days now to get Trump elected and I have never donated to a presidential campaign in my life except for this one and I've done it twice now and and I beg everybody to work and pray uh repent and and get this moving uh in his in in Trump's favor but I really I'm telling you, uh, I hope I didn't waste my money, but I really feel like he is not going to win. And believe me, I'll be the happiest guy for everybody to point their finger at me and, said, and tell me, boy, you were sure wrong, Sheriff. And I said, boy, I'm grateful you're telling me that. I'm grateful
0: to be wrong I'm already setting aside money for the uh, steak I'm going to have to buy I'm afraid but I'm hoping against <laughs> I'm hoping against hope Sheriff look we've got just a few minutes left and 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 I think in a post um, Trump uh, um, administration that we're going to need the Sheriff more than ever can you talk about your organization and even more importantly people who need to listen how my audience can help you become the last bastion of defense for the American citizen under a Bolshevik socialist regime
1: well I think that's a good way to put it uh, that's kind of that's exactly where we're at we need the American people involved in this process we've got to be heavier into the solution most of these shows around the country uh, and all these patriotic shows they're all about discussing the problems yours is way different and we discuss solutions. And my dear friends, the solution is in your hands. One, we do what the founding fathers did. They get active, they get involved, and they form uh, committees of safety. They form Tea Party groups, if you, if you will, uh, and we're actively doing what Jefferson said. The price of liberty is eternal vigilance. We must be involved. We must be vigilant. Every one of you should have a relationship with your sheriff. He should know he should know you. He should know of your willingness to help him. He should know of your willingness to be on his posse. I should know you. You should be a member of the CSPOA. You should be donating to get me more active and more across this country. My message to be on Hannity, on on a rush, on all the radio major networks across the country that we could pay for ads, that we could actually get me funded to where I don't have to worry about how CSPA is going to be funded next month. This is, as you alluded to, the only peaceful sele- solution left. And we'll still be working if Trump gets in there. He's going to need a lot of backup.
0: Yes. And,
1: and as I said, these bureaucracies are still going crazy, even under him, because that's the way it's always been. You know? But this is, if you want true... Peace and safety. You must have a sheriff who will keep his oath of office, who's trained in being a constitutional sheriff, who knows and understands his obligation to protect you from all enemies, both foreign and domestic. And you can make those donations and become a member and strengthen this cause at cspoa.org. Stands for constitutional sheriffs. Peace Officers Association, and yes, absolutely, every citizen in this country can join and donate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. CSPOA, um, did I say that right? No. Dot say, org. Say, say, say it again. CSPOA.org. Okay,
1: CSPOA. Okay. Constitutional Sheriffs, Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org.
0: And people can become a member and support your efforts and that of your staff to try and get the sheriffs more aware, more educated because if we're going to take our country back after this loss, it's going to have to start from the grassroots because the Democrats will own everything from the top down. So I I, told, I I could not agree with you more. Sheriff, my friend, we are flat out of time. we got to scoot. Thank you so much for joining us. When we post this on our website a little bit later in the week, we will put up uh, places people can go and sign up to come directly to your site.
1: Thank you so much, Dave. It was a pleasure being with you yesterday. Pleasure uh, talking to you today.
0: Same here, Sheriff. Thank you for appearing on the Common Sense Show. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.